A man goes on a first date with a lady who brings 23 of her family members to the meal. And thieves break into an escape room, crack the safe, but only find riddles and clues. And scientists drive a tiny robot around inside a living butthole. These are the Weird Stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I think, I think, I have some weird stuff here. You're going to learn something. I hope you'll laugh a little bit. Thanks for joining me. Let's do it. A man goes on a first date with a woman, and she brings 23 family members along for the meal. 2020 has been a bad year for singles that are on the dating scene. Lockdowns and social distancing guidelines have really put a damper on finding that perfect partner. But things aren't all that bad. At least you're not this guy in China who went on a first date with a woman who brought along 23 of her relatives. The story begins in Xijiang province where a 29-year-old man who'd been having trouble finding some love during the pandemic was set up on a date by his, his own mother. He was looking forward to this date, arranged to meet her at a restaurant to enjoy a meal together. When he went to the restaurant as they had planned... He walked in to find his date had turned up with 23 of her relatives. The date said, let's all eat together. And despite not receiving any advanced warning that the party for two had turned into actually a party for 25, the man sat down and ate with this family of strangers. This article has a lot of details. It says, as they ate, the table filled up with expensive meals and alcohol, which his date and her family members enjoyed happily. At the end of the meal, the man was given the bill by the restaurant staff, and he was shocked to find that it came to a total of 20,000 won, or about 3,000 U.S. dollars. Unable to pay the bill, the man snuck out of the restaurant without anyone noticing and returned home, leaving the woman to foot the bill. I, I almost don't believe this story. It's, uh, you know, I've tried to corroborate this story. It seems fake to me. Where'd you get all these details about, uh, you know, everything that happened? Uh, it says here, when she realized her date was nowhere to be found, the woman was reportedly surprised and attempted to contact him to no avail. She had no choice but to pay for the, pay for the meal. And then you're surprised that you pay, had to pay for the meal? You're surprised this guy skipped out? I don't know how he lasted this long. I mean, I would turn around and walk the hell out as soon as I saw you brought the whole tribe with you. I mean, that's not okay. With no warning? No warning? You show up to dinner with 23 people, your relatives, kids, elderly, I assume? Asked why she brought her family members with her on the first date, the woman said, I was actually testing whether this man, who might potentially be my boyfriend, would be generous enough to pay for all 25 people, including himself and myself. I I think this is a fake story. Can anyone... Let me do another Google search here. Hold on. Now, I mean, I'm finding multiple sources that say the same story. I mean, it seems to me to be real. I can't imagine that someone would try and get away with this. I just cannot in the dating world. I mean, we've all had bad dates, right? We've all had people show up with uh, just erroneous expectations. And (laughs) I'm trying to be nice about it, right? But I mean, this is just a crazy person. Uh, The woman insists that she was the victim as she ended up having to pay for the meal. How? How are you the victim here? You're surprised that you end up paying for the meal? I mean, you just totally sabotage a date and try to sneak your whole family in for some free food, and then you're surprised? 
It says here, people online weren't so sure about her being the victim. They commented that regardless of who pays on a first date, ambushing the other party with 23 of your family members is never going to go over well. The story ends here by saying, so let this be a warning to anyone thinking of testing prospective partners when meeting them for the first time. If you do, be prepared for it to backfire spectacularly. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think we all know that. That's pretty obvious you gotta it's a first it's a first meeting right it's a first date you know so so be normal be normal the guy is partly to blame as well i mean he did he did continue he sat down and ate with the family so he's not completely off the hook here you gotta just turn around and walk out buddy i don't know what you're doing there and because he ate and then skipped out he actually you know stole a meal technically himself as well which is not okay it's not okay you should have just turned around said i'm so sorry i uh i forgot i gotta go back home and walk the dog i don't know come up with something i got a halloween costume i gotta finish because it's gonna be a big weekend for me i gotta go something or just straight out say hey this is supposed to be a date with you not all of your entire family tree a break-in at an escape room But the thieves only find riddles when they crack the safe. Last week, an escape room called Mysterium in the Utrecht, Netherlands, was broken into. But the thieves that broke into this escape room didn't seem to be the sharpest tools in the box. Apparently, the perpetrators spent a considerable amount of time in that escape room trying to break into an antique safe. This safe was merely part of the escape room ambiance it is a prop therefore it's part of the escape room they think it's real hilarious after battling with the safe for a while they finally got it open even though the key was actually hidden around the corner when they cracked it open they found riddles and clues and that was it although there was no cash in the safe for them to walk away with they did find ten dollars and they stole some candy and soft drinks (laughs) score Did you have a good time at the escape room at least? I mean, it costs a considerable amount to be in one of those escape rooms. What is it? It's like 50 bucks a person. So they they got, I mean, they had some free escape room time as well. So that's worth something. They had a good time. They, They beat the escape room, clearly. They cracked the safe and they managed to get out. So good for them. Good for them. Anna Maria Giantasio is the owner of this escape room, Mysterium. And she says this is not the first burglary they've had to deal with. Uh, Vandalism has been a recurring issue lately. Here's a quote from her. It is especially annoying that we have to deal with these kinds of matters. Such cowardly action in difficult COVID times will only bring us destruction and sorrow. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) that's pretty deep. Will only bring us destruction and sorrow. Yes, I agree. Uh, Despite the corona and the break-in, the Mysterium escape room is still open for groups of up to four people. Hey, that's pretty cool. I was wondering if, if escape rooms were still operating. I don't think they're operating in the States. Does anybody know? I'm not sure about that. It's tough to do an, you know, do an escape room right now. You know, anything indoor that's uh, in cramped quarters is a, is a bit risky these days. Uh, I know in Southern California, we're not even allowed to eat food in a restaurant indoors. It must have outdoor seating. But I think other parts of the country are a little lenient. So maybe there are escape rooms that are available right now. The owner of this escape room, of course, was pretty pissed that she had to buy a brand new safe for her escape room because the thieves wrecked it in their attempt to find some money, these dummies. 
Here's a quote from her finally. She says, by the way, I'm curious whether those burglars would be able to escape at all if they were inside as a guest. <laughs> I love how she just she just kept it real the entire time. She's very cocky about it, although she was robbed. Not really robbed so badly, but I just she's like, oh, yeah, come on back, guys. See if you can get out as a guest. I dare you. It's almost as though she's putting it out there as a dare. This is pretty good um, publicity, though, for the escape room, I would say, for her. So good for her. I hope she gets a lot of business out of this. And, you know, if you're thinking of robbing a place, you just think twice about an escape room. That, se- that seems to me to be the, one of the worst places you could rob. I mean, it's just it's already set up for confusion. Why would you why would you even screw with that? I just don't understand it at all. I mean, what do you think? Escape rooms are raking in the dough right now during the pandemic. What do you think is going on here? No, absolutely not. And and then, of course, there's the challenge of getting in and out of these places. I did a story, what, over a year ago where burglars broke into an escape room and were trapped and couldn't get out. And, and the police showed up and arrested them. I mean, it's just like, anyone remember that one? It just seems like a stupid target at the end of the day. Just my opinion. I'm not a burglar. Scientists drove a... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Tiny robot inside a butthole. (laughs) It's the world's first. A team of scientists at Purdue built a tiny micro robot that can be operated inside a butt, a butt of a real living animal, possibly a human one day. That's what they're hoping for. Don't you want a little tiny micro robot up your butt moving around? What the hell are they doing up there? I don't know. Let's find out. Science knows what they're doing, I assume. The goal is to one day allow tiny robots to deliver drugs to different parts of a patient's body, greatly enhancing their effects and applications. Oh, it's to deliver drugs. A little tiny robot drug dealer going right up your colon, knocking on doors like, hey, you guys want a hit? You need a hit? What do you guys want? You guys want a bag? What do you need? I got it all. I got uppers, downers, lefters, riders, yellow ones, red ones. (laughs) I got everything you need. Uh, Yeah, a a robot that delivers drugs up your butt. I never thought I'd see a day. You know, it's wonderful. We got these tiny robots that can go up a butt and deliver drugs, yet we can't cure the nut allergy. I got to live with this nut allergy. No, science is doing miracles. Yeah, we got tiny robots that can go up your body and cure you of whatever the hell. But yeah, you know that nut allergy? Live with that. You're going to have to live with that. Oh, no, here's what we got for you, Jonesy. An EpiPen. This piece of crap. The EpiPen. Yeah, stab yourself in the ass with a needle. That's all we got. Yeah, administer it yourself. Be your own EMT when you're about to die, Jonesy. That's the best we got. I'm sorry. Sorry. We're busy making robots that can deliver drugs up butts these days. All right? Please forgive me that tangent. It just pisses me off, the miracles that science is doing, and yet... I just have to live with this damn nut allergy. It's so stupid. Why? It's 2020. We have colon robots, yet a man can be killed by trail mix? Really? That's okay. Everybody's fine with that? Okay, moving on. How big is the robot, you're wondering? It's a miraculous size. It's about as wide as a few human hairs. How does it navigate the colon, Jonesy? Oh, I'm glad you asked. It it navigates the colon environment by doing backflips. I would have never thought backflips. Maybe one day this little butt robot will win the Olympics. Now, this movement allows the robot to traverse through, quote, rough terrain in the colon. In this case, it's the colon of live 
anesthetize mice. That's who they tested it on. They're hoping to use it on humans, obviously. Here's a quote from one of the scientists. I'm going to do my impression of a scientist. It's a very simple robot. The magnetic field does most of the work, meaning that the device doesn't even need a battery. Thanks to ultrasound imaging, my team was able to track its movement from outside the colon. Amazing. Moving a robot around the colon is like using the people walker at your airport, you know, to get to a terminal faster. Not only is the floor moving, but also the people around you also moving. What makes it difficult is that going up the colon is like swimming, don't you know? It's like going upstream, like a salmon. In the colon, you have all these fluids and materials that are following along the path, but the robot is moving in the opposite direction. And as you can imagine, it's not an easy voyage. <laughs> moving up to large animals or humans one day may require dozens of robots. Uh, but we're looking forward to it. We can deliver multiple drug payloads to multiple sites right up the colon one day. That was a professor of biomedical engineering at Purdue. <laughs> uh, wow, that was, that was hurtful to do that impression. It was very guttural, you know. But I, I think I captured the spirit of a, of a uh, colonic biochemist that puts robots up the, up the butts of mice for a living. Um, <laughs> it says here, best of all, the researchers say it's producing hundreds of these tiny microbots is pretty cheap. Uh, and so this is something that they're very excited about. We're going to have a bunch of robots up our butts. Well, how do you guys feel like about this? You want to, you going to allow robots to go up your butt? I mean, what happens afterward though? After they deliver the drugs, you just poop out these robots. I don't understand. I got to trust that I'm going to poop out like 10, 12 robots that are up my butt. Uh, I don't know about this. I'm very, you know, it's like when I've swallowed a Lego. No, I never swallowed a Lego, but you can imagine it'd be that it's that kind of, you know, just nervousness that you got that in your butt and you're like, how do I get, I need to get this Lego out of my butt or, you know, I need to get these micro robots out of my butt. How would you just put a magnet at the, at your, at your butthole and just hope that it just sucks out the robots. How does it work? I need more information before I agree to have robots up my butt. I'm just, maybe I'm old school. I must be old school. Yeah. How do you guys feel? You down, you down with having robots up your butt? Wait, I mean, you're like, Hey bro, it depends on how good the drugs are, man. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Hey guys, it's Jonesy, your loyal host of Weird AF News. You can trust that I'll be here for you five days a week doing weird news, teaching you something about the world, letting you know how weird it is, and that you're okay, and hopefully making you laugh. Times are tough right now for some of us, and you know I hope that you can find some solace and some reprieve. I don't even know what those words mean, but they sound pretty good. I hope that you can get some relief from the podcast, a distraction maybe, maybe a laugh or two. And, uh, you know, I hope it adds something to your day. I'm grateful for everyone who's reached out to me and uh, let me know how much this podcast means to them. Uh, someone in particular that just joined the Patreon named Beth, Beth Spitzer, um, who I so appreciate. Thank you so much, Beth, for joining the Patreon and for the kind note that you left me. It was really touching. I, I want to read it to you guys uh, as I give Beth a shout out, as I do everyone who joins the Patreon. So it's always um, it's always something that I that I do. It means a lot to me to join if you join the Patreon. Um, she wrote, uh, Jonesy, I love listening to your podcast every day. Have been listening for at least two years. I used to hear it a day late because I'd listen while I got ready for work in the mornings, but now I get to hear it same day since the pandemic has me working from home and I switched to listening in the evening. Um, 
as I change out of my work pajamas to shower and get into my bedtime pajamas. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are doing that, Beth. A lot of people are just working in their pajamas. Life, life is uh, pretty weird for a lot of us. She wrote, uh, I appreciate that you record your comments and reactions to the stories in the moment without pre-planning jokes, and even your bad accents are hilarious. I especially enjoy when you do one that is way off, and then you laugh at yourself. Thanks for uh, bringing daily joy during these strange times. Uh, hopefully you can buy a cup of coffee and a Boston cream donut since they're both your faves. Keep it weird, Beth. Yes, Beth, thank you. Yeah, I will buy a Boston cream donut and coffee. Um, I have not had a Boston cream donut in quite some time, so maybe I'll treat myself. There is a nice donut shop near my place of employment, and uh, yeah, they got a nice, they got some good stuff over there. So um, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Thank you, Beth. I, I so appreciate that. You guys can join the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Weird AF News. Um, I posted something last night where uh, it's called Ask Jonesy Anything. And the patrons are in there asking me questions, and I'm going to answer all those questions over the weekend. Uh, uh, probably Halloween night, I think. That's when I'm going to plan on doing it. And I may, be, I may have a costume on, so uh, that could be a treat. We'll see. We'll see how, we'll see how Jonesy's feeling. I also want to give a shout-out to Mr. Christopher who uh, sent me an article and uh, wrote uh, and wrote, I meant to reach out to you sooner, Jonesy. I'm the listener who offset the bad review on Amazon. I'm going to be sending you some coffee too. Love the show. Spreading the word for you. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Christopher. I appreciate that very much. And uh, yeah, yeah, you can send me whatever the heck you want. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. And lastly, I want to show some love to Chrissy, who bought me some coffee off of my website where you can buy Jonesy a cup of coffee. Chrissy bought me more than one cup of coffee because she's super generous and appreciates me being highly caffeinated, I assume, when I'm recording these stories. And she wrote me a nice message. She, she said, keep dishing out the weird crap, Jonesy. It makes my morning so much better. Heart, heart. Heart, heart to you too, Chrissy, for buying me coffees. Uh, I appreciate it so, so much. It feels, it feels great. To uh, wake up to, you know, emails from people, uh, pledges of support for the show. It, it means a lot to me. Thank you, Chrissy, and everyone who's supported the show, of course. You guys can go to weirdafnews.com where you can click on right on the homepage. It says buy Jonesy a cup of coffee if you'd like. You can join the Patreon there. You can make a donation if you want to do that. It's not necessary, of course. I'll still be chugging along with the show, as always. Um, but if you felt like you want to support the show, that's how you do it. Uh, you can support the show in other ways, too, if you if you feel like it, out of the kindness of your heart. If you'd like to tell a friend about the show, I'd, I'd really appreciate that. That's a great way to spread the word, um, is, uh, you know, suggest a podcast to a friend. I've suggested many podcasts to many friends, and I've had many podcasts suggested to me. So, yeah, it's something that I think we're all used to now. Hey, what are you listening to? It's like it used to be that you would suggest what Netflix series and now it's like you can suggest podcasts now as well. It just seems to be a thing. And uh, let me see. Is that about it? Yeah, I think that's all the due diligence. Uh, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it's at Funny Jones. And you can always email me an article if you got it. Uh, at It's uh, at <laughs> it's funnyjones at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And we'll, we'll see you tomorrow.